0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May twentieth, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines: Further changes coming to FDA. Drought scene spreading. And Senate clears Ukraine aid. FDA chief tries to sell lawmakers on food oversight. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf is trying to assure lawmakers that he's going to prioritize beefing up the food side of the agency. However, he's got work to do to win over key members of the committee that determines the agency's funding. Califf this week assigned Principal Deputy Commissioner Janet Woodcock to serve as a strategic counsel to work with him on making improvements to food-related sections of the agency. We need to do smart improvements on the food side of the FDA, he told the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. But Connecticut Democrat Rosa DeLauro, who chairs the full Appropriations Committee, charged that Woodcock mishandled the infant formula issue while serving as acting FDA commissioner. Representative David Valadeo, the California Republican, also said he was hearing concerns about Woodcock's new assignment, Help me understand the rationale of this decision, Valadeo said. Califf said Woodcock knows every nook and cranny of the FDA and that her assignment is only temporary. He also said further changes will be coming to FDA, but provided uh, no details or timetable. Drought news gets worse. There appears to be little hope for improvement any time soon of the dry conditions that plague the plains and the west. The new U.S. seasonal drought outlook projects that the drought will spread across Iowa over the summer while expanding in South Dakota, Nebraska, and Kansas. The U.S. is seeing its third consecutive year of La Nina, a climate phenomenon fueled by cooling waters in the equatorial Pacific. Protracted La Niña's tend to be accompanied and even followed by enhanced drought coverage, especially west of the Mississippi, said the author of the weekly U.S. Drought Monitor, Brad Rippey. So it's consistent with climatological studies that we would see some eastward and northward expansion or intensification of drought. This week's Drought Monitor shows that moderate to exceptional drought has expanded in Colorado, and the the extreme to exceptional drought has spread in Kansas. The southern plains continue to bake, temperatures soaring over 100 degrees in places. Why it matters? Well, the U.S. winter wheat crop is already in trouble, and the ongoing drought does not bode well for getting the next crop in either. At the same time, areas of the upper Midwest have been so wet, that farmers are having trouble getting corn and spring wheat crops planted. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Top USDA officials says drought is a priority. Gloria Montano-Green, USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, says USDA is doing what it can to provide short-term relief to farmers. At the same time, the department tries to help producers make their farms more resilient. We're looking at the tools that we can currently have and the programs we have, she said in an AgriPulse Newsmakers interview. It's an all-hands-on-deck situation. Newsmakers will be available later today at AgriPulse.com. Holland questioned on drought and wildfires. Senator Maria Cantwell, a Washington Democrat, used a Senate hearing yesterday to grill Interior Secretary Deb Holland on drought conditions in the, quote, agriculture basin of Washington and said she's worried about the impact on wheat growers given the ongoing war in Ukraine, suggesting a proposal for additional funding and research for aquifer recharge. Holland said the Bureau of Reclamation is assessing the eligible projects to fight the drought. Cantwell said researching aquifer recharge, quote, is a great idea, but, quote, we need to get on it quickly. By the way... Cantwell also pressed Holland to work with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration to improve forecasting capabilities while fighting wildfires. Cantwell said inadequate forecasting for conditions like high wind has led to firefighter fatalities. Holland said better forecasting can help and that she will reach out to NOAA on the issue. Ukraine supplemental headed to Biden's desk. A $40 billion supplemental spending bill to address the war in Ukraine won final passage in the Senate 86 to 11 yesterday. The measure included 4.3 billion for the US Agency for International Development for international food aid and humanitarian assistance, another 20 million earmarked for the USDA Bill Emerson Humanitarian Trust, and account used to buy US commodities for food aid. The Alliance to End Hunger, a food security advocacy group, said the bill shows, quote, our nation's continued leadership in making sure people don't starve. Now, take note. A number of ag provisions proposed by the White House were dropped from the package after failing to gain traction in Congress, and that includes a measure to raise the marketing loan rates to pay farmers $10 an acre to double crop soybeans and wheat. Ukrainian farmers get fertilizer aid. The Norwegian fertilizer giant Yara International managed to get about 200 truckloads of fertilizer to Ukrainian farmers, many of whom were desperately short on the input for their spring crops this year. Wealthy nations and private companies need to step and do more to support Ukrainian farmers and the country as a whole, Yara president and CEO Sven Hulstader told BBC World News in an interview yesterday. Meanwhile, the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization is helping Ukrainians produce potatoes. FAO distributed 862 metric tons of seed potatoes to 17,740 households. In time for spring planting. U.S. soy trade gets boost from China and Egypt. Export sales for old crop soybeans for 2021 22 delivery jumped in the second week of May uh, to almost 758,000 metric tons. It's a 65% increase from the four week average, thanks primarily to Chinese purchases of over 392,000 tons. Fiscal exports were stronger for the week of May 6 to 12 at 957,000-plus tons, that including shipments of 271,000 tons to Egypt and almost 231,000 tons to China, Mexico, Indonesia, and the Netherlands, other major importing countries. Well, here's today's He Said It. There is a need for consistent leadership and the right resources for people to get their work done. That FDA Commissioner Robert Califf on shortcomings of the agency's food regulation. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 20th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.